Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've been handing out awards all day here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We call them our Rusty Cobras. That's the awards for the awards because the Golden Globes were last night and we needed to give out some awards. So far, we've given out the hottest mess, uh, which actually went to the entire Golden Globes telecast. Mm, Well deserved. Uh, Windbag of the Year went to Jeff Bridges. Now, most recently, we gave away an award for Outstanding Achievement in Thirst Trapping. And Holly, who did that go to again? Well... Bradley, thanks for asking. It was a tie between the Fiji water woman and also uh, celebrity boobs. Well, we've got another uh, <laughs> another one to give away. Let's All kick right. off another segment of Rusty Cobras. <laughs> it's the Rusty Cobras, where Colleen and Bradley give out awards for awards. Here's Team Cobra. Hey there, guys. Welcome to the 35th annual Rusty Cobra Awards. Where we hand out awards to the awards. Mm. Our next award up for bid, Holly, has to do with, well, some questionable fashion choices, does it not? Yes, it does. Bradley, thank you. We're going to be handing out the award, the Rusty Cobra, to the most interesting outfit. The Rusty Cobra. It's not a sexual position. For most interesting outfit goes to... Lady Gaga's oh, hair. Hair, hair. I mean, it's really not a wardrobe. No, it's just the stuff that's on top of her head. But we have to talk about her hair. We sure do. It was the most interesting thing Inter- of the evening last Ooh, night. And we mean interesting. I, I, didn't, I did not like her gown, but, you know, all sorts of people. I just love how people fawn all over anything Lady Gaga does. I mean, she could literally just wrap herself up in scotch tape and be like, Oh, my God. Bradley, don't give her any ideas. This is a woman who wore meat on the red carpet, remember, and hatched herself out of, out of, out an, of egg. an egg. How yes. dare you? Mm-hmm. I do remember these things. Yeah. And they were going all over the dress. Okay, you could make... <laughs> Going, they should have, but no, you you can make a case for the dress. Well, yes, you. Can I heard make- some like hoity-toity, uh, like there was they were trying to make comparisons to Judy Garland's dress from A Star Is Born. I was like, Couture. vaguely this like it was a long flowy gown of vaguely a similar color. Okay, fine, you can make the case for the dress. Now, if you, you- did not see Lady Gaga, it was a huge train custom Valentino in periwinkle blue with big puffy sleeves. And then she made her hair equally periwinkle. And it's that sort of thing that's very trendy now where you sort of bleach out people's hair. I wanted to get what's his name from DP Hugh, but oh yeah, Justin know, Anderson. So, mm-hmm. so busy always making people look beautiful. But I, I wanted to know what Justin Anderson thought because you know, he would likely have an opinion about it. And I'm hoping the opinion would be that it is a bad idea to try to make your hair look like, uh, you know, 
uh, an aging Smurf. And that's exactly what it was. And Holly, you took particular issue with not just the color or the hue of her periwinkle uh, bleach job, but also the coiffure itself and the, and the, the megastructure yeah. underneath. Megastructure is about right, Bradley. So I didn't really honestly take that much issue with the color. It looked a little bit much like Lady Gaga decided to stop at Hot Topic and put a little blue in her hair. Yeah. Which, again, every 16-year-old girl has probably done at some point yeah, in her life. Yeah, it's fantastic. I was 16 once, and I did that with my hair once. I completely understand. However, what I took issue with were the horns on the side of Lady Gaga's head. So when you say horns, they weren't actual horns? No, she Describe did. what you mean. <laughs> she didn't have actual horns on her head. But her hair was styled in a way... That made it look like she had ram horns on the side of her head. So her hair was put up very tightly, very neatly in what looks like a a hair bow. And then the horns draped over the sides, the flaps, (laughs) horns, I don't don't know what, wings, Wings. yes, all those were gliders. Yes. I don't know if she was trying to catch air or what. If she was going to just hang loose on the side of the Beverly Hilton Hotel like she did for the Super Bowl. I didn't realize at first that those were like sort of uh, unattached pieces of her her hair. I thought that was all just one big swoop up to a bun. No. Oh, me too. It's a bun and then two... Two things swooping down and curling under just above her ear, and they're shellacked down to the side oh, of her I, head. They're female sideburns. Yeah, I noticed them immediately, uh-huh. right away, when she was talking to Ryan Seacrest on E's Red Carpet. I was like, what? Okay, sure. Lady Gaga. Maybe they were now, out of bobby pins. Can I tell yeah, you what please. the inspiration was for Lady Gaga's hairdo? Did she read the Billy Goat's Gruff over holiday <laughs> break? Oh, my uh, God. No. In fact, her hairstyle was inspired by 16th century aristocrats. Oh, Those are hot Lord. right now. That's what I've been told. <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> so, yeah. hot, so hot right now. Uh, 16th so, century aristocrats? Longtime House of Gaga wig maker, hairstylist Frederick Asperas, uh, said of uh, her hair that um, in this particular case, quote, uh, when it comes to the creative process, the effort is m- very much a collaborative one. I'll make a few sketches and these were all based on, quote, 16th century European aristocracy. The elegance of the women of that era who wore clothes of extreme elegance and regalia was our inspiration. No. I'm here for it. Are I'm here you? for I'm Are here you? for Enigma. I'm here for Enigma. I saw that set list. I'm here for Gaga. I don't care. She's my yeah, hero. But, it, it, but this it, is but the but thing. This, you can yeah. like someone and still be like, girl, that hair ain't good on you. If she yeah. wants to fly down, you know, the Rodeo Drive on her hair and just chill, I'm fine. You, she can do nothing. Okay, now. here's what I expect from my friends <laughs> in the Bring world. The scotch tape. Tell me the truth. Yeah. Do not let me go onto the red carpet looking, uh, you know, like... Uh, a 16th century aristocratic smurf. Exactly. Thank mm-hmm. you. But she's trying to kind of reclaim that old weird Gaga look, that that kind of persona. But she doesn't want to go full bore on it. So I see what also, she's doing. Just the notion that she would dye her hair to match her dress is weird to me. I mean, For like, her, really? You don't you don't want to match your socks and your top, much yeah. less your hair and I your mean, dress. I mean, there's one I thing about that. matching the drapes with the rugs, but I mean, that's just kind of, you know. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. it's true. Uh-huh. Um, now, she wasn't the only questionable um, mm. visage mm. last night. Oh, can we talk? And I'm going to get I'm going to get hell for this one. And I don't care. That's fine. Because I saw all these people falling all over and fawning all over another diva that deserves eminent respect and appreciation. Eminent. But when in this particular case, not at all. Jamie Lee Curtis. 
what on God's earth was Jamie? And I don't think it was on this earth. I think it came from another planet. She came from another planet. She looked like some sort of B-movie, 1950s science fiction, like alien overlord. I haven't seen it yet. Jamie Lee Curtis was sporting all white hair, like shockingly white, short (laughs) hair. Okay, good. I'm glad that Lindsay is having the response that I had last night. At first, I saw Jamie Lee Curtis and Bradley, I have to admit, I thought she looked fierce. Maybe she needed a little lip color to offset. There was just something that. so monochromatic about it yes. that it was jarring and it didn't look like. It's, that's what I, yeah. It's very Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like Sharon Stone's aunt. Like Correct. There was, there's Bev. just something. Yeah, Beverly. Beverly, Or, yes. as I, I thought last night, my first thought was, oh my God, she's brought Ann Richards back from the dead. <laughs> that's so, great. And her matching motorcycle know, is out in the back. Former governor of Texas, I mean, with just, a, you know, shockingly uh, white bouffant. And, um, you know, like a white tux to match. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that was not my favorite. And every, I just love how everybody's like, oh my God, I was just, she looks she, amazing. She it's like, you felt... would never let your best girlfriend out of the house looking like that. Why you think it's okay to do that to poor Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, no, is I, not fair. I think I'd let my best friend, just for the joke. I would, I mm. would, and then I would make faces at my other friends behind her back, like, can you believe her? Yeah, I mean, it does look like she looks uh, a little bit like she's working the concierge desk at the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, she yes, in a thank Marvel you. Movie. Like she's in a Superman spinoff, or yes. like the president of the Hunger Games, whatever. That, yes, that's her bad. Exactly. Yeah. There are all yeah. sorts of comparisons. Yeah. And yes. again, I'm not saying that Jamie Lee Curtis isn't, you know, an amazing human being, but please, yeah, and she's regular. How That's so? true. Activia. Uh, has... Don't forget about that. Bradley. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Activia. Yeah. Hey, before we go to break, do want to mention a man who had a very interesting outfit. A rusty cobra <laughs> definitely goes out mm. to Bradley Cooper, who was channeling the good humor man, thought he was going to start handing out ice cream to those in the studio audience. Yeah. You, you have to be very careful with a it was a white tux, right? It was a white tux, white pants, white shirt, black bow tie. I don't really know and understand what Bradley Cooper was going for. There are lots of looks on the red carpet for men this year at the Golden Globes that were very fashion forward, very interesting patterns, colors, fabrics. Well, but, and I, I want men to have a, a, a very tailored, I like men to have a very tailored look. Yes, Edris Elba looked amazing. And his, his suit was very well tailored to his body. Why don't you like Bradley Cooper's white suit? It looks kind of frumpy, honestly. Yeah. And he does look like the good humor man. Mm-hmm. Just look at his face. It's okay. It's fine. He's so beautiful. Okay. Everyone okay. looks great. I'm going to. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> wow. One of those. Wow. Controversial. Well, I don't have time Lindsay. for that. I said babe. Okay. That's that's the level we're at. Oops. Did you hear that? I called you a babe. Uh, hey, when we come back, our good friend Paul Moyer-Grimes is going to join us. He was with us last hour to talk TV regarding Golden Globes. When we come back, he's talking movies. We'll be right back. We can't get Paul McGuire Grimes off our mind, which is why we invited him back for another segment. Last hour, we talked about TV and the Golden Globes Awards. Uh, And this hour, we're talking about those who won in the movie categories. Paul, thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having me back again. Of course, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies and uh, all sorts of other amazing things, podcasts, etc. We can get some plugs in for that at the end of the segment. But let's start off with... uh, the awards for uh, film last night, I asked you about television, what your biggest surprise was. What was your biggest surprise for movies? I think my biggest, well, 
where do we even begin? But yeah. let's go mm-hmm. with the surprise I was happy about. So one of the biggest surprises for me was having Glenn Close win Best Actress in a Drama for her role in The Wife. So getting a lot of praise for this movie, but no one has seen The Wife, as opposed to Lady Gaga in A Star is Born, which everyone has seen, everyone has been raving about. It was my number two movie of the year, and I think everyone went into the night thinking that Lady Gaga was going to win Best Actress, but she lost, and Glenn Close, and even Glenn Close was surprised herself. One of the best themes of the night is, I think, just seeing Glenn's face as her name was announced. Yeah, absolutely. I will tell you, this was a moment where I was in the other room, and, and my partner, Jamie, says, you know, come on in, they're going to do um, Best Actress. And I was like, well, it's going to be Lady Gaga. What do I care? And as I'm walking in, they announced that it was Glenn Close, and we both just stared at each other like, what? And she had that what? look on her face, too, right? Now, Paul, have you yes. seen The Wife? I have not seen it yet. No. That is on the docket for tonight, though. So we're going to watch it tonight. Oh, fantastic. And so do you think that this Glenn Close winning actress for a drama film at the Golden Globes kind of serves like as awards often do as almost like a lifetime achievement award, not only honoring her performance in The Wife, but for her body of work? Oh, completely. Yeah, I think so. And I think if she were to go on to win the Oscar, I think the same kind of awards are going to be described that this is more of a kind of a lifetime achievement award than specifically for this role. Uh, and I loved her speech. I mean, she talked about how she's been working as an actress for 45 years and being so grateful for all the opportunities. And then to really give women that opportunity and that reminder that you can be more than to follow your dreams and find whatever your personal fulfillment is and to do that outside of, you know, just the, the the wife role or the mother role, like to pursue your dreams and do all of that or what you want to do. Her speech, I think, was really inspiring last night. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes uh, about the awards for film last evening. And can we just talk about the other big uh, shocker and surprise? And I know you've got some strong feelings about this one. <laughs> yes. So, when it came to best picture for drama, again, it had a great category. Black Klansman, Black Panther, A Star is Born, all of those great movies that were in my top ten did not win. It went to a movie that I was very against, which was Bohemian Rhapsody. Big winner of the night, uh, Rami Malek won for best actor in a drama, and then Bohemian Rhapsody went and won for best, best movie. I was shocked. Now, why? Because, you know, again, you're somebody who pays attention to these things. You know, this wasn't just the rest of us were shocked. You were shocked, um, you know, coming from a place of having seen a lot of these movies and thinking a lot about film. Why is it, do you think, that uh, they gave this award to um, Bohemian Rhapsody? I think a couple reasons. A, audiences really love this movie. So you have a lot of audience people loving it, which I, again, disagree with, whatever, not, you know. But I think they, it's, when you think about the, the, it's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, it's a movie about Queen, you know, they're a British band, Freddie Mercury, you know, like, it's, it's a story that they can maybe relate to or remember. It has that feel-good vibe to it. Um, however, it comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of backlash. Both Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book, the movie that won Best Comedy or Musical, both of these movies are facing a lot of pushback for their representation about their subjects. So it is a little surprising that both of them won, but both, but then again, both of them are crowd pleasers. So maybe they were going for that angle. And did you notice who was not mentioned at all? Oh yes. Best, who you know who is the director of this movie? 
Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Conveniently not talked about in Randy Malik's speech or the producer's thanking all the people. And also behind the scenes, uh, or I should say backstage, when uh, interview uh, journalists were asking questions, they brought this issue up that Brian Singer hadn't been mentioned because, of course, there are uh, sexual assault allegations against him, among other things, uh, and have been for yeah. years, that um, they, speci- they they went, they continued to avoid the conversation with the media. Mm-hmm. And do you think moving forward, uh, Paul, that... There is that conversation about Brian Singer, the director of Bohemian Rhapsody, who left that film project halfway through. Somebody else actually pretty much directed most of the film. Do you think that them avoiding the conversation about Brian Singer is going to impede their ability to move forward, perhaps, in any kind of Oscar consideration in this award season? I, that's tricky. I, I think because people don't know Brian Singer directed, I think it's really under the radar for like the general public. What we would need... That's a weird word, but I think what would what would cause them would if like an article, you know, a spread about Brian Singer were to come out. I think that would hurt Oscar chances well, more than us in the industry knowing about it. Uh, and allegedly, there's an Esquire piece that's in the works that is yes. getting ready to be. Uh, so re- don't revealed. be surprised that that comes out weeks before Oscar voting were to happen. In fact, hey Paul, we got to run, but thank you so much for being oh. with us again. Where can we find Thanks all of your uh, coverage? My website, paulstripsandmovies.com, or my YouTube channel, Paul Strips and Movies, as well. I've got Golden Globes talks on my website. I've got reviews on my YouTube channel as well. Paul Strips and Movies. Anyway. All right, thank you, Paul. Paul McGuire Grimes. More. We still got Rusty Cobras to hand out. Those are the awards for the awards right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We give them out after award shows, and that's what we're doing today following the Golden Globes last night. It was mostly an underwhelming experience for everyone involved. Decidedly meh. <sighs> this one, though, is not about meh. It's about... Uh, oh. oh. Let's uh, cue up those Rusty Cobras. It's the Rusty Cobras. Where Colleen and Bradley give out awards for awards. Here's Team Cobra. Hey, how's it going? Mm, Thanks for joining us. You look great. Oh, you look fantastic. What are you wearing today, Holly? I'm wearing Target clearance. Thank you very much. Are you really? That's yeah. clearance. Yeah. Oh, doesn't mm-hmm. that does not look anything less than full yes. price? Yes. Mm, well, we're looking glamorous here today in the studio because oh. we're handing out rusty cobras, and we're going to continue doing just that. Bradley, we have a very, very important and sexy award to hand out right now. It's the rusty cobra for hottest AF, and the rusty cobra for hottest AF. Goes to Idris Elba. Oh, wow, he was so hot. Mm. Holly, describe Idris Elba for us. Describe. Last night at the, give us a play-by-play of his his look last night. Mm. Well, Idris Elba was looking hot AF last night at the Golden Globe Awards. He was wearing a what could be described as a hunter green suit that had an intricate pattern detailing on it. He was wearing a tie, white shirt, black pants, and dark green shoes. And the thing that makes Idris Elba's outfit the best, the hottest of the night, and I think you would agree with me, Bradley, is it's all in the tailoring. Yeah, his suit was super well tailored to his body. Like, if you're a man and you're wearing a suit and it's not been tailored, you're doing it wrong. Because... A woman would never just sort of 
throw something on that loosely fits. You know, I mean, I guess she would if she just wants to be comfortable. I'm talking about something yeah. you, you know, something formal. Um, you, you want something that that sort of accentuates what nature has given. The- well, and when you see a woman, particularly on the red carpet, well, anybody on the red carpet, when you see sloppy tailoring, it looks bad. When something doesn't fit someone right, either if it's too snug, too long, too large, too whatever, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look put together. But Idris Elba, oh boy, given the eyes a little bit of a treat last night when he was presenting oh, and then awards. When, they, when mm. his daughter, his beautiful, beautiful daughter. And she was uh, Golden Globe ambassador She was yesterday. the Golden Globe ambassador. I'm like, this family is just too beautiful for its own good. Can I also say, I I want to give some twink love to Timothy Chalamet. Oh, please. He's like king of the yes. Twinkies. Because his his outfit people were having conversations about and thoughts about. He was wearing a what has been uh, uh, titled a bib. A yes. Louis Vuitton bib, embroidered bib. I would call it something different. I would too, but it looks to me like, I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's a harness yeah. is what it looks mm-hmm. like. It looks like a gay harness. He Not could, a gay he, harness, because an actual gay harness is a thing. It's a long story, like a leather harness. Gay, yeah. Gays are, we've, the we're leather. very, we're very, you know, we do things that you, are you, interesting. Yeah. You're, de- you're detailed. He is could go zip linings fashionably. With yes. That. Yes. Yes. But this harness just very, I don't know. I would love to hear the history of this particular garment and what prompted it. But I actually love him for wearing it. I think he looked great. Although I understand any criticism because it's different. It's unique. But when it comes to men's fashion, I am here for different and unique. That's now, fair. That's I am fair. also here to say that I would not be one of those people willing to experiment because I am so like I would be so insecure. And I think you need to wear something that makes you feel confident. Yes. But if you can wear something different confidently, do it because I'm here for men wearing, you know, uh, having more options on the red carpet. Well, and embracing fashion in a way that Timothy Chalamet is in his embroidered bib, let's just call it a harness, because yeah. he wasn't wearing a suit jacket. So he was wearing uh, a shirt with no collar. It either is, it, was it black or is it navy? Because some photographs read it navy and black. some read black. Well, the harness is glittery. He's wearing it beautifully. He's totally owning it and is feeling really confident in it, or at least he's projecting the image of and being he's also just like a, he's, you know, he's just I mean, beautiful. He's just a beautiful just human a, being. Yeah, he's a beautiful human being. It looks like he, it's a bedazzled version of the Sound of Music, like Von Trapp family outfit scene. Oh, like a yeah. leader hose in top. Maybe they're remaking Sound of Music. We don't know. Ooh, yeah, sexy. I, I, I doubt it. Sound of Music. That's all right. Well, oh Timothy God. Chalamet looking hot AF, too. He gets a rusty cobra for that. And I yeah, hope he does not? some fun things with it. Why not? Why not? And there were all sorts of hot women. You know, we're talking about uh, hot AF. The women, uh, men are not. What is that noise coming from? I don't know. Where is is it, that coming from? Is it coming from your computer? Yeah, apparently? not mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were women. There were so many women, so many beautiful women. Can I give special props? And I know there's going to be pushback on this, but I think she looked amazing last night. And her name is Julia Roberts. Brandley, <sighs> I'm here to tell you, mm. I totally agree with you. The reason why Julia Roberts If you go back into the history of Julia Roberts' appearances on the red carpet, she has a quirky sense of style. 
that's all her own. And it has always been a little off center. She's always embraced her own personal style on the red carpet. And she totally did that last night. Well, let's just talk about her hairdressing, her hairstyling and her head styling was totally gorgeous and glamorous. She had long, wavy blonde hair and she wore pants. I love a good yeah, red like carpet pants. Pants with like, what would you call that? Like a, a cape? Because uh, I mean, mm. it's like a dress without the yes. front and she's got pants. It's a butt cape. A butt okay, cape. Perfect. Yes. Okay, a bape. <laughs> Babe, <laughs> butt totally capes are all the rage. That. I don't know what you'd call that—a shawl, like a, a a butt shawl. I think cape would probably be the right word, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like a wraparoundy thing because it looks like you know a top, and then it goes long in the back. But then she's got black sort of cocktail pants, or what would you call those? Yeah, the cocktail pants. Um, don't know whether or not that outfit is a onesie or if it's separates. But she owned it. And going back to what you said earlier in the segment, Bradley, about owning what you're wearing on the carpet and being confident in it. I think that Julia Roberts felt really confident in what she was wearing on the red carpet last night. And confidence is hot AF. And also, can we just say <clears throat> women in Hollywood have a horrible, like big and a bad rap, right? Mm-hmm. They have a hard life. I mean, truly. In the in in the world of actors and actresses, women have it harder than men. The judgment in yes. terms of age, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. women are not mm-hmm. allowed to age in Hollywood, which yes. is why you end up with women looking like uh, alien frog people because of all of the work Lord that they've. That's true. You got to be careful been obligated with injectables. To do. But can I just say, like, you know how you get distracted by seeing celebrities' faces sometimes when you're like, oh, that was an interesting choice. Like, can we talk? Talk. Who had an interesting look? Oh, I, there were some interesting looks last night, like Megan Mullally and oh, Deborah yeah. Messing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Megan Mullally looked like sort of like Julianne Moore with like you know like after a three day bender. It was not good, and I <laughs> love, I love, love, love. But what I'm saying is, there's like you just look at faces and you go, "Oh, that's interesting choice of stuff." That's some proportion but, happening. But the point I'm trying to make is Julia Roberts. I think she is growing. Whoever is helping her. On her journey of aging. Because she is receiving much, much help, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. She, whoever she's seeing is doing a great job. Let's just put it claps that way. Claps for her stylist. Yes. Well, claps for her dermatologist that and too. claps for her plastic surgeon. Because she just everybody, looks fresh yes. and, and, you know, young and vibrant and, you know. So she's getting Hot AF Ladies Award for the Rusty Cobra for you, Bradley. Yeah, mm. oh, for sure. I'd like to point out my Hot AF Lady would be Thandie Newton. What's a Fandy Newton? She was nominated last night for a Golden Globe for her role on Westworld. She's a British actress. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and her look. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. The look was simple. She looked like a shiny disco ball. And she had her thirst trap accordingly. She was uh, showing some, uh, some chest area. But it was styled perfectly. It wasn't too extravagant. It totally suited her. And again, going back to the thing that I think we can all say is the hottest of all on the red carpet, it's confidence. And she looked really confident. She was owning it. She had this great voluminous Diana Ross Studio 54-esque hair to go with oh, the outfit. Yeah. No, she mm-hmm. looks great. So she looked great. She looked fantastic and confident. Also want to give a special honorable mention to Regina King, who did win a Golden Globe last night. I was just looking night. at a picture of her, and I love, she was one of those who had them out and up front. Yeah. The ladies. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought it looked great on her. She looked yeah. and, and she just looked great, too. She's a, <clears throat> another one who I'm like, how old is she? Is she like 20 something? And she's not. She has a grown, a grown ass son. And he was there, who was last, there night. last night. And I was like, wow, whatever she's got. Keep doing it because she looks amazing. Well, congratulations to all the hotties who received Rusty Cobras. I'm sure they'll be Did very you like Emily glad. Blunt. I liked her dress. You liked her dress. Yeah. I thought it was OK. 
She had sort of it's like a silvery uh, embroidered looking number. I don't yeah. I, I don't know the details. Yeah, it was OK. I don't feel like it was Emily Blunt's my favorite red Ooh, carpet look yeah. of the season so far for her. But she did look nice. She and her husband, John Krasinski, very cute on the red carpet, yeah. very loving. So and she looked all right now. John Krasinski. Yeah. Now, what? Oh, yeah. With the beard. Mm-hmm. What? No, that's, that's a hot. Jam? No, that's a hot wolf. He's, oh, OK. Oh, I know. That's a, that's yeah, a that's hot a, wolf. Oh, I'm just Do you not checking. know our words? How I, this works? Oh, no, I, there's means... a, usually when I say wolf, it's like wolf. Like wolf, guys. Yeah, no, no. no, not like wolf. No, Bradley this has. Is like wolf. Yeah, Bradley has the Tex Avery eyeballs. Daddy. I will write this down in my notebook for future use. OK, <laughs> okay good. <laughs> Woof. This is what right. old people say. Woof, Woof means... means good. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Woof. All right. Well, many hot people on the red carpet. And the good thing is, is that you can go over to our website, bytalk1071.com, and look at full galleries of people who are, lo- who are looking hot and people maybe looking mad. Not so much, but you get to decide, and that's the fun part. Indeedly do. Uh, now, when we come back from Rusty Cobras to... Ooh, a very special Golden Globe edition of the Throwback Live... At one forty two forty. What time is it? Two forty five. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word peace to two two four three three for a seven day free trial of Abide. Just text peace to two two four three three, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.